You're listening to Happiness Abound, episode 302. Welcome to Happiness Abound, a podcast dedicated and designed to help those seeking happiness in their lives. Here we'll talk about happiness as gained through habit formation, being inspired by the stories of others, and looking for opportunities of growth and learning. I'm Taylor Proctor. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Happiness Abounders, and welcome back. Continuing our theme week today with our templates, right? Understanding our templates. And I'm really excited about today's episode because it is one of my favorite topics. And while I am by no means an expert, I love today's topic and it is something that I apply in my own life all the time. And I apply it (laughs) in leading other people all the time. And I think that it's extremely valuable if you want to, one, achieve goals, two, have better relationships with other people, and three, overcome obstacles in your life that maybe you didn't know you had or that just always seem to keep on coming back. So that said, today's topic with that wonderful introduction (laughs) is The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. So this is kind of a hybrid book review plus personality quiz review. So Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. If you are watching on IGTV, I have my book in my hand and I'm showing it to you. It is a great book. Its official title is The Four Tendencies, The Indispensable Personality Profiles That Reveal How to Make Your Life Better and Other People's Lives Too by Gretchen Rubin. So Gretchen Rubin is one of my favorite happiness authors. She is actually one of those authors that changed my life with her book, The Happiness Project. That is about the time that I started really honing in on my happiness and I did my own happiness project inspired by her. And I have followed her career of happiness book writing and speaking ever since. Big, big, big fan. (laughs) So that said, four tendencies though, out of all of her happiness books, My two favorites to date, I'm sure she has more coming out, are Better Than Before, which is the precursor to my number one favorite book, which is The Four Tendencies. So you may be wondering what The Four Tendencies are based on that title, right? The Indispensable Personality Profiles that Reveal How to Make Your Life Better. So what Gretchen has done is she has divided up groups of people, right? She's created four categories or four tendencies, if you will. And these categories are about how you deal with inner and outer expectations. Now, this is huge because I view this as tendency, same thing as a template, right? We have a template of how we engage in the world. And when we can be aware of our templates, right? Yesterday, we spoke about our reaction templates. Today, I want to talk about our expectation templates, which are, in my mind, the four tendencies. So there are four, of course, tendencies, and they are upholder, questioner, rebel, and obliger. Now, if this intrigues you, I highly, highly recommend going and taking her free quiz online. Just type in four tendencies quiz or Gretchen Rubin quiz, and it will come up for you, and you can take it and determine what you are. Highly recommend that because I'm going to do my best to explain it, but it's better if you just have like a solid answer instead of trying to guess where you fit. 
So upholders, really quickly, are people who are able to meet both inner and outer expectations. This means that if someone comes to me and says, hey, would you be willing to do this? I can say yes, but I also am like, yep, but I'm also working out because that's my expectation for myself. So I'm able to balance those two expectations really well and able to meet inner and outer expectations without too much of a problem. So that's an upholder. A questioner is someone who needs to know the reasons why for them to do something. So whether an inner expectation or an inner goal or an outer goal, they need to know the reasons why. So if as a team leader, I come and I say, hey, we need to do X, Y, and Z. A questioner wants to know why we need to do X, Y, and Z. Otherwise, there's no validation or justification for them to do it. It's the same thing for their internal goals. If they want to be healthy, they really won't need to have, they really need to have a strong why they want to be healthy. Otherwise, they won't meet those expectations. Rebels are another one, and they, <laughs> they balk, if you will, at both inner and outer expectations. They like to feel free. They don't like to feel confined. And so if I was to say, hey, I need you to do this, they kind of like dig their heels in. They're like, well, no, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> and it's the same thing for them that they're like, oh, I really want to wake up early every morning. By about day three, that alarm clock feels like it's confining. And why should they wake up that early? And so they have to work hard to meet both inner and outer expectations because they rebel against both. They're the opposite of an upholder. And then the last one, which is the most popular one in the demographic of the world, is obligers. Now, obligers are beautiful at and perfect at meeting outer expectations, but truly struggle with meeting inner expectations. So I can say, hey, would you be able to do this? And they'd say, yeah, absolutely. And they'll go to the ends of the earth to do it. But if it comes to them being like, oh, I really want to work out, if there's not someone that they're necessarily accountable or obliged to do it for, then they have struggles with their inner expectations. So that is a really brief highlight. I'm sure there's things I'm missing. There is no right or wrong tendencies. They are all wonderful in their own way, 100%. They all have pros, they all have cons, and even then I wouldn't even call them pros and cons. They just have things that are great about them and they have things that they can work through and that's why it's a template for us to discuss today because there are things that are really helpful about this and things that you go, wow, I really do that and you're able to move forward now that you are fully aware of that template. So, oh, really quickly too, in her book on the very first inside cover, it has a Venn diagram of sorts connecting these four. And then it has a quick little snippet. So quick recap of what I just said. Upholders meet outer and inner expectations. And if there's a single phrase that represents them, it's discipline is my freedom. Obligers meet outer expectations but resist inner expectations. Their quick quote is, you can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. Then we have rebels who resist outer expectations and inner expectations. And their quick quote is, you can't make me and neither can I. And then questioners resist outer expectations and meet inner expectations. And theirs is, I will comply if you convince me why. So that's just a really quick highlight there of those four tendencies as well. So the question is, what is your tendency? I personally am an upholder. 
And so I, but I work with questioners. I work with obligers. I work with rebels and I work with other upholders. And so it has been extremely beneficial for me to know my templates because I'm able to see my so-called shortcomings of how I function in the world and how I expect people to be as well as myself, but I'm also able to do that to help coach other people so that they can meet where they need to meet. Perfect example is in my mentoring practice, which I don't talk about very often here, but I do do mentoring. And so I am a certified happiness mentor. And in my happiness practice, one of the first things I do to onboard a new client is to have them take this test. Because if they are a questioner, I know that I need to go very deep into the why we are doing this and how it can change our lives so that they will have the motivation to meet that outer expectation of me and be able to move forward in being happier. With obligers, I know that it's all about accountability. So I provide the why and things like that, of course, but I'm really heavy on the accountability so that they're able to progress because they feel accountable to me for their happiness, at least for that time period. And I can give them to the tools that after they're done working with me, they can still be accountable to something as opposed to me as someone. If I'm working with an upholder, I speak their language because that's what I am. So I treat them exactly the same as I treat the other two, but I know that I maybe don't have to go as too far into the details of why. I know that I don't need to hold them as quite as accountable. I know that they'll meet those expectations and progress quickly. For rebels, I coach them in a way where I give them several options. So instead of saying, okay, let's try this this week and see how that goes for your happiness and do this exercise, I go, okay, I've got a couple of options for us. Pick the one that resonates with you the most today and then reevaluate again which one of these resonates with you tomorrow so that they're not confined, but they have choices. And then I also clearly outline the and this is a harsh word, but the so-called consequences of those choices. So if they were to not do it, here's the consequences. The reason you're here is because you want to be happier. And so without trying this exercise and working through it, you might be staying where you're at and giving those consequences to each of those options so that they have the freedom to choose and they don't feel as confined. So is any of this resonating with you guys? I'm sure that in your mind, you're like, oh yeah, I'm totally a bludger or oh yeah, I'm totally a questioner. And it's really funny, or a rebel or an upholder. It's really funny because I have several close people in my life who are in all of these ranges and I'm actually the only upholder that I know. <laughs> and it's really funny though because I love my questioner best friend because I'm like, oh, how come, you know, what were your choices or why did you make this choice? And she'll tell me all the reasons why because she has worked out all the reasons why so she can comply, right? Going back to that phase that or that phrase that connects to that questioner tendency. I have a friend that's a rebel and she went to a workout, personal trainer, right? To do, went to go do a workout regimen and or routine. And the personal trainer was like, okay, great. So this was a wonderful first session. I'll meet you again next week. In the meantime, here is your workout that you'll need to do. And it was a single workout plan. And her knowing she's a rebel after taking the four tendencies quiz went, oh, I'm going to need at least two more workout plans. And the trainer was like, well, why? Like this workout plan's totally fine. She's like, no, I know it's fine, but you're only giving me one option. So a day from now, I'm going to feel like I only have one option and that's going to feel confining and I don't do well with that and I won't 
do it. I'll rebel against it. But if you give me a couple options, then I have choices and I feel like it's my choice and I'm in control and I'm going to be more likely to do it. And this is important to me. I know my tendencies. I know my templates. Can I have two more? Right? And that's like the perfect example of this, right? Knowing your tendency so you can meet your goals. Knowing your tendency so you can have better relationships at work because you're if you're leading a team, knowing the languages people speak, right? Knowing their tendencies can help you better lead, help you provide information in a better way. For example, working with obligers, it's always important to give some guidelines or at least a timeline. Because now they're working towards something and they really want to do it. And so there's a timeline. And now they have an end date and they can meet and exceed those expectations of that end date. Parameters help with that too. And one thing to watch out for is that obligers, they want to oblige, but they can also burn out. So as someone who leads teams, I don't want to throw on things just because I know that they'll do them. I want to be very careful that I'm keeping in mind the balance of what they're obligated to, right, obligers, what they're committing to versus they might, they might be burning out. So being able to distribute projects and things across the team as opposed to a single person who's always volunteering, but I'm like, you did the last one. I don't want you to feel like we're taking advantage of you. Let's give the next opportunity to someone else in terms of taking on projects and things like that. So knowing how obligers work, knowing how questioners work, how you present information. If you're just saying, hey, I need you to do this, questioners want to know why. So suddenly the way you project and convey that information to your team has much more of a full-bodied approach, right? We're adding timelines and deadlines for the account for the uh, obliger so they, they're hold account they are held accountable. We're adding more information and justification of the why so that the questioners have good justification of why we're going this direction and can be on board. We're giving several options maybe to the rebels so that they don't feel confined and like they're stuck doing this one thing. And for the upholders, we're providing these clear instructions so that they know the expectations and they can balance them between their inner and outer expectations, which everyone can do as well. So this is such an interesting way of looking at the world, not only for yourself, but for any interactions you have with other people. Now, it's really hard to be like, hey, go take this, go take this quiz. Tell me what you are and we can communicate even better. But it's so true that you can usually find, oh, this person's always asking why. They're, they're not being obstinate. They're wanting to know so that they can get on board. Perfect. Now, I know that I can at least self-identify them as a questioner and convey my information a different way. So I try to also utilize these, probably not, not as well as I should, but try to utilize these tendencies when I'm here on the podcast. I try to provide a couple of options for tips and tricks to try. I try to provide the information, the background why. I always ask you questions and try to hold you accountable as I can. And I'm providing the information at a baseline so that you can have everything that you need to succeed. So this makes such a big difference in so many ways, which is why I wanted to bring it up in our Understanding Our Templates week. Just like the example of my friend working out, by understanding her template or her tendency, to use Gretchen Rubin's terms, by understanding her tendency, she can set up herself for success. Instead of beating herself up because it feels like she quits everything all the time as soon as it feels confining. 
right? She can set herself up for success because she's aware and knows her tendencies. And that's what this is all about, right? We're becoming aware of our templates so that we can set ourselves up for success. So we can stop criticizing ourselves for being quote unquote wrong because we're not able to do things the way someone else can and start being our best selves and working within our templates and adjusting and pivoting as needed. Perfect example here is when I talk about goal getting and goal setting for myself, I'm extremely organized and extremely disciplined, right? The quote for an upholder, which is what I am, is discipline is my freedom. And for a lot of people, that feels confining and discipline is such a strong word. But for me, as an upholder, it's entirely true. I like structure. I like organization. I like the discipline that comes from that. And I feel free when I am organized. So if you were to talk to me about how I specifically set goals, I pull out daily routine cards. I pull out daily success tracking, daily goal tracking. I show you my vision board. I show you all of these things that are extremely organized and people are like, oh my gosh, wow, you're a rock star. I want to do this. And then I'm like, oh, are you an, are you an upholder? Oh no, I'm an obliger. Great. We need to change how we would adjust and create and set goals for you so you're setting up for success and not comparing you to me because my way is not the right way for everyone. My way is the right way for me. This is why there are so many life coaches and other happiness podcasts out there in the world because not everyone resonates with how I would do things, which is another reason I provide options, but there are people out there that they do resonate with and that's all perfectly okay. But the second we start to compare ourselves or wish that we were something different or see our tendencies and templates as bad, that's when we fall into this like pit of depression and our reaction templates and our blanket emotions come up and then we're in a life that we're not happy with. Now that was a very accelerated plan there, right? Accelerated timeline for that happening. But I wanna know, like, and even just thinking this for yourself, is that true? Have you looked at somebody else and been like, well, I wanna do that. You try it their way and it just falls a little short, falls flat for you. The whole point of this is to try new things, to test, to analyze, to pivot, but knowing your tendencies can be a big help in, instead of hiring that personal trainer and being like, well, I paid all this money, I'm going, but I hate going because I just feel like I'm so, you know, it's so confining. Knowing that, knowing you're a rebel and saying, great, I need three workouts and I need this, this, and this to be successful. Then you can meet your goals and you're doing it in a way that works for you. So this was kind of a hybrid book review, hybrid book summary. I highly recommend, again, checking out The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. She has a free online quiz that you can take to find your tendency, and that's a great place to start. And I highly recommend it because I feel like knowing our tendencies, knowing our tendency templates, examining them, exploring them can help us in so many ways. It can help us achieve our goals. It can help us overcome our own self-criticism and doubts and start setting ourselves up for success. And it can better our relationships with other people and how we communicate, especially if you are in a leadership position. And now I don't mean leadership position just in the sense of a corporate world. If you are on a committee or it's something in your community, you're on PTA, you are a parent discussing things with your children and leading them. There's opportunities here. So I highly recommend it. I 
encourage you to check it out and to figure out what your tendency template is. It's kind of a big deal. It's really fun. Who doesn't like personality quizzes? And it's a great way to set yourself up for success as we continue talking about understanding our templates this week. And tomorrow, we'll be talking about finding our strengths and the templates that we work in within those. So that said, have a wonderful day. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. Really fun to share with a friend and take the quiz together. So you can find us at happinessabound.com, happinessabound blog on Facebook, and happiness underscore bound on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. And remember, you are capable of happiness abound. <laughs>